0: The sports world is changing. All you get is hot takes. Well, how about some real takes? The MLS sucks. We need to save baseball and fire Roger Goodell. These aren't hot takes. These are J.D.'s takes. And this is the Rip City Soccer Moms podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rip City Soccer Moms podcast. I'm your host, J.D. And uh, we're going to go on a quick 30-minute journey of sports this week. Uh, Once again, if uh, you're easily offended, now's the time to turn off and... um, I apologize in advance because you're going to get pissed off at some point. Uh, Since our last episode, the um, Dallas Maverick sex scandal broke. So let's jump right in on that. Or as I like to call it, the shit that's going to cost Mark Cuban his team. Let's be honest, right from the start here. Mark Cuban is responsible for the actions of his employees. Full stop. There is nothing... Besides that, there is nothing beyond that that needs to be said when it comes to responsibility. Mark Cuban is responsible for the action of his employees. What that means is, is when you have an employee that is in your organization for over 20 years that thinks it's okay to sexually harass women, that's your responsibility. And we also don't buy the bullshit excuse of, well, I didn't know. Come on, Mark. You're the same guy that will freak out if a hot dog is priced 10 cents too much in a concession stand that you've never actually visited. So don't give me that bullshit of, oh, I didn't know. You knew exactly what it was, Mark, and that's okay. Like, admit it and take your punishment. You've already been caught in a lie once. For those of you that don't know, the lie that he was caught in was that beyond Mr. Sexual Harasser that amazingly, when he left the Mavericks, he was fired by Under Armour within two months because they figured out that he was a pervert. So the fact Mark Cuban couldn't have figured that out for 20 years is either asinine or just proves to you how stupid Mark Cuban really is. But the lie Mark got caught in, there was another employee, a team writer. Somebody in the media field just like me, except for this asshole, decided to beat his girlfriend. He was arrested on Maverick's property for beating his girlfriend. And Mark claimed, oh, I don't know. I didn't know that that was a thing that happened. The employee was arrested on property, Mark. It's not that damn hard. He was convicted of domestic violence. You brought him back anyways. He then began dating a female employee. I'm sure the listeners knows where this one's going because it's not that hard. When you have an asshole that will beat a woman once, he's going to beat somebody again. So when that happens, to a now employee of the Mavericks, does Mark fire that person? Oh, no, 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 no. That would be too simple for Mark. Instead, he makes the guy sign a new contract. Keyword, new that extends it like four years. So now this employee that has now been charged twice with beating women, once criminally, once in a workplace, that the owner, Mark Cuban knew about, gets a new contract. In this contract it stipulates the man can't be around any female employees one-on-one. That's Mark's solution. The guy can't be around people one-on-one. Now, you can make the argument that Mark Cuban was giving the guy a second chance or a third chance or whatever other bullshit we want to play chance, and that's okay. I'm not going to be mad at you if you make that argument. That's okay. Make that argument. But you know when that argument doesn't hold water, is that the minute everybody was mad at Cuban, for that, he fired the guy. So not only does he do the unthinkable an extended employee who's beaten another female employee. Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't fire him until people start figuring it out. And then he claims he had no idea that this employee hit somebody. That fell apart when the employee, because, you know, he doesn't have any loyalty to Mark Cuban at this point, put it all on blast on Twitter that Mark Cuban knew about the domestic violence charges and, and then he decided to put him on a contract that stipulated he's not allowed around female employees. Now, I don't want to get into politics too much with this podcast because I'm one of those, I. when I turn into sports, I want to watch the, them play sports and I don't really give a shit about their political opinions. With that being said, when you're a guy like Mark Cuban, who grandiosely makes claims that can't be fed factually substantiated against different political people and the Republicans party specifically. And then your house is dirtier than any of those people. I'm not saying it's entertaining, but I'm also not saying it's not entertaining. I'm just casually pointing something out here. Mark Cuban runs his mouth. Mark Cuban was worse than the people he runs his mouth about. Now for what I think should happen. Now, let's remember Donald Sterling got his NBA team taken away for a hell of a lot less. Yes, racism is wrong, and honestly, you probably shouldn't have an owner who's racist against black people in the NBA, but Donald Sterling wasn't covering up somebody sexually harassing women for years. That would be Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban covered that up. So now, what should happen to Mark Cuban? Realistically, at the end of the year, one of, one of two things is probably going to happen. One is Mark is going to lose draft picks and be fined and all of that stuff. And I would say this is probably the more accurate thing that will happen. Now, the other thing that could happen is the NBA decides that Mark Cuban is not fit to be an NBA owner anymore, and they just take his team away. They force him to sell, which, in all honesty, could happen. So let's stay tuned on that one. Jumping into the next story, oddly enough, it's in Dallas. Imagine that. Jerry Jones is going to be fined by the NFL $2 million for fighting the Ezekiel Elliott suspension this season and making disparaging comments about Cesar Goodell. Now, first of all, the fact we're going to find an owner because he was pissed off that his player was being shit on, I I don't even know what to say about that. I'm speechless. I got nothing, guys. Literally nothing. That's just, it goes without saying. Like, what are we doing? Why are we letting this happen? A guy was fighting a case in the criminal court, which he had every right to do. And he's going to sue the owners going to have to pay for that. The owner wasn't paying for the representation. The union of the NFL players were. This just seems like Roger Goodell's pissed off that he couldn't control Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, I don't know if you guys know this, is kind of an asshole. And there's not a whole lot of people that can control Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones' own wife can't control him or his own mother back in the day couldn't control him, what the hell does Roger Goodell think he's going to be able to do by controlling him? That's not happening, Roger. But that's besides the point. The point I'm making right now is that Roger Goodell feels like it is appropriate to find an owner whenever the hell he feels like it. He fined Jerry Jones before. Him and the owner of the Washington Redskins were fined back in 2011 for, and get this, there was no salary cap because the contracts had expired. So Jerry signed players like any good owner would, but he exceeded an imaginary salary cap. So the NFL then went ahead and fined him. And not only did they fine him, (laughs) They couldn't just stop there. No, 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 no. That would make too much sense. They took some draft picks. So now Roger Goodell is fining people and punishing people and demanding payment for from people for things that have, that have nothing to do with anything. I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, guys. All right, so um, we started the show a little fired up, a little pissed off, and that's probably going to be a theme for the rest of the show. But before that, I want to give you uh, something new I'm adding to the show just to see uh, how you, the listeners, like it. I'm just going to highlight a few upcoming games that are going to be really interesting for you. So first off, tomorrow night, because this is posting on a Sunday, but tomorrow night is the conference semifinals for the WCC tournament we got Gonzaga versus San Francisco I would be shocked if Gonzaga loses that and on the other side of that bracket we got we got Gonzaga's two biggest rivals BYU and St. Mary's uh St. Mary's is up in the series this year 2-0 and BYU hasn't really looked competitive in either one of those series but St. Mary's just almost lost to Pepperdine on Saturday night So it might be closer than anybody wants to say. Uh, And then come Wednesday or Tuesday night, I'm sorry, we have the WCC Conference Finals Tournament. Finals. Yeah, that goes without saying. Usually after the semifinals, you have the finals. Uh, But yeah, so stay tuned for both of those games. Also, it's Conference Championship Week for every conference right now. So between now and next Sunday... Every single conference will put forth their conference champions, and we're going to start punching tickets for March Madness. And then on Sunday, tune in at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And this is a big change, so I want all my listeners to know this. 1 p.m. Pacific time on TBS, not CBS, TBS, Turner Broadcasting Station. They're going to go ahead and put out the bracket they're going to give us the 68 teams that are going to conceive the field for march madness now i'm a gonzaga fan i'm going to be pissed off because right now gonzaga is slaughtered in the five seed and we will talk about that later in the episode but i just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up of what's going on in the sports world we still have spring training baseball And uh, the NBA is starting to heat up. The NBA is starting to be a little interesting. We're going to cover a little bit of that in the episode. So, for those of you at home, this week, watch basically college basketball. (laughs) Watch the conference championship tournaments. There's going to be some upsets. All right, moving on. Let's get into Gonzaga. We're going to talk Zach's basketball right now, guys. First of all, Gonzaga should win the WCC. And as of right now Gonzaga is ranked 7th in the AP poll in the country. So and that's fair. You would assume that based on the AP poll that Gonzaga would end up being a 2 seed, which I don't think anybody would argue and I don't think anybody's going to be really upset. What? Yeah, that's not where Gonzaga is slotted right now. Right now Gonzaga is slotted as the second 5 seed. So what that means for my listeners there are 4-1 seeds, there are 4-2 seeds, there are 4-3 seeds, there are 4-4 four four seeds. So we're at 16 teams, right? And then there's a 17th team ranked ahead of Gonzaga, a top 7 team in the country. They're saying that there's 17 teams that are better than them. Now. You don't have to be a Gonzaga homer to think that that's bullshit. And yes, they've played bad games this year. But anybody who thinks that there's 17 teams better than Gonzaga, well, hello asshole, I got a bridge in Tennessee I'll sell you that overlooks the Pacific Ocean. How's that sound? You know what? If you act right now, I'm going to throw in a big piece of the Grand Canyon. You can do whatever you want with it. I know what you're thinking. That sounds stupid, JD, and you're goddamn right it sounds stupid because that's the only people that would honestly believe they're 17 teams better than Gonzaga right now. The team that was within minutes of winning a national championship last year, honestly, they probably should have. They made some bad choices in lineups, and they got caught with their pants down, essentially, and that sucks. They're also playing a university that cheats at life, so, you know, that, that goes beyond the point, but Anybody who thinks Gonzaga is a five seed is a moron, and they're not somebody you should have a conversation with sports-wise. I think at minimum they should be a three. Let's see how all these conference championship tournaments shake out before we start projecting Gonzaga as a five seed. Other big Gonzaga news is that Gonzaga is flirting with the Mountain West Conference. Or the Mountain West Conference is flirting with Gonzaga. Nobody really knows. There's flirtation. But we don't know which team is, or which entity, sorry, there's only one team and there's a conference. We don't know which entity is actually flirting with who or who brought it up. But all we we do know is, is that Gonzaga is in serious conversations to join the Mountain West Conference. I don't know how I feel about that. On paper, the Mountain West Conference would be a better conference for Gonzaga right now. The WCC is a mess. And it's really hard when you're a consistent tournament team. And so you'll have that money from being in the tournament. And you have to share that money with teams that don't win shit. Looking at you, Pepperdine. And then... That's a big aspect of it. Whereas in the Mountain West, Gonzaga would honestly, because of the football teams, they would be probably one of the least generating teams in the conference. Which is insane because Gonzaga travels well. So, from that, from a money standpoint, it makes a lot of sense for Gonzaga to go to the money. To go get that Mountain West money. From a conference standpoint, I don't know how much better the Mountain West is then what Gonzaga is playing with right now. I mean, it's hard. The other thing too is that when you look at the WCC, for as much negativity as we give it, it's a good conference for a private school to be playing in. It. My standpoint is: is if Gonzaga is going to be moving conferences, the conference to move to is the Big East. I know it's crazy. I know it sounds insane, and that the traveling would be a nightmare. But the traveling is going to be a nightmare in the Mountain West as well, because you have to go play Hawaii, and that'll be a pain in the ass for travel. So let's not pretend that it would be that much worse to go to the Big East. And Gonzaga would be the would make the Big East the crown jewel again of college basketball. Just something to think about, everybody out there who's listening. Let's go to the next subject of the day. And this one's going to be kind of weird. But this is just the. I'm going to call it the Danica Patrick problem. Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, Danica Patrick, I heard she's a really good race car driver. All oh, the GoDaddy commercials say she's so good. She's an inspiration. Yay! None of that stuff is right about Danica Patrick, by the way. But Danica Patrick retired from NASCAR this, lo- this past Sunday during the Daytona 500. woo Danica's done. At no point in Danica Patrick's entire NASCAR career did she win a race. At no point in Danica Patrick's entire NASCAR career was she in contention to win a race. At no point in Danica Patrick's career did she ever string together a shot to win a championship in NASCAR. At no point in Danica Patrick's career was she anything more than a glorified token driver, which all all disrespect aside, I, I really do honestly hope women can drive in NASCAR and there are some really great women drivers and there has been in history. Danica Patrick's not one of them. And it's insulting to the sports world to pretend that Danica Patrick was anything more than what she was. Danica Patrick was a pretty face that came in na- to NASCAR at the right time when NASCAR needed a pretty face. I don't think anybody ever thought that NASCAR was ever going to have to deal with the amount of stupidity that they did with Danica Patrick cuz everybody thought in IndyCar in open in open wheel driving she's great. I mean, great's a stretch, but she's at least competent. Let's go with competent. Everybody can agree we want to go with competent. But in NASCAR, there was people that left the sport because they couldn't get a ride, a.k.a. a car, while Danica Patrick continued to get to drive because she had the sponsorship because she's pretty. I want there to be an amazing female driver in NASCAR. I really do. And I'm not taking anything away against the next wave of people that are going to come to NASCAR that are going to be women. And I think that we have to be really cognizant of that. I'm saying that Danica Patrick was never the right person. And they held her up as that she was. And that kind of sucks. So, just just kind of a hot take. I know it. It is what it is. All right, NFL Draft Combines this weekend, or as I like to call it, the favorite meat cow cattle auction. Uh, it's just weird, man. Texas's punter was asked by the Seahawks to have a staring contest. I don't know what the hell that proves. You got quarterbacks that don't want to throw. You got other quarterbacks willing to throw. You got guys being asked to who won the Heisman who are – probably a top six quarterback in this draft to play wide receiver which they've never done in their entire life (laughs) it's just a weird environment man but from that weird environment a star has risen shaquan griffin and i'm probably saying this really wrong but he played linebacker at ucf this year the team that i contend are the national champions of football and there's a large contingency including the walt disney company that agree with me UCF national champions of last year. They are the only undefeated team and they should have got a shot at winning a championship and they got screwed. And also they beat the breaks off of a team that beat our eventual national champion. So, you know, huzzah. But let's get let's get into the to Mr. Griffin and why he's impressive. He was not invited to the combine, which you'd say, huh? A guy who's projected as a fifth maybe sixth round pick should have probably been invited to the combine and then he balled out at the senior bowl and got an invitation and kind of moved up to that round three round four range and everybody was excited about that well yesterday he put up 20 reps on the bench press pretty good for a linebacker and then he was supposed to run in a four six to four seven forty range which would be slow for a linebacker but not like Not so incredibly slow that uh, it's unplayable, but he ran a 4.38 today, which is unbelievably fast. It is the fastest a linebacker has run in almost 20 years. That is faster than Odell Beckham Jr. ran at the combine. That is faster than Ezekiel Elliott ran at the combine. I mean, dude was blazing. He also only has one hand. I want to give that a second to sit in. He only has one hand. He put up 20 reps on the bench with a prosthetic hand. I mean, that's unbelievable. Then he ran a 4-3-8-40. This guy's an athlete. He's now being projected as the end of the first round, early second round pick. He might be one of the best edge rushers in the draft. And I'm putting it out there right now this podcast, and me personally, I guarantee you he will be a good pro. Don't give me that bullshit about he can't tackle because he only has one hand. That's nonsense. And beyond being nonsense, that's the kind of crap that gets that got him not invited to the combine in the first place when he's now projected as a first-round pick. The NBA figured it out, man. The NFL hasn't yet character matters beyond character mattering you get an athlete being an athlete matters it's beyond just the measurables of oh well he looked a little bit slow in a shuttle run yeah because you're gonna run and grab a racers in the goddamn nfl oh hold on there eli i gotta stop and grab an eraser before i tackle you it's just ridiculous so you get, a, you get these players every year. We can, I mean, let's, let's very quickly think about this. You, just because the guy's born with one hand, people think that he's not going to be good. And they're, they make up all the excuses in the world that they can. Now, I want to play a fun exercise with you. It's called, Let's Run Down the Top 5 Projected Quarterbacks in the NFL Draft. And I'm going to tell you, which one of these is actually going to be good? Josh Rosen out of UCLA. Not good. Here's why I can tell you he's not good. He lost a lot in a bad Pac-12 conference. Beyond that, he just all, never seemed to get it. It never connected with him. He has all the potential to be good. But he just doesn't have it. Josh Rosen. Not a good quarterback. Going to go in the top five picks in the NFL draft. Sam Darnold, out of USC. Big arm. If he would have came out last year, or been able to come out last year, everybody in the world would have drooled over him. I'm not a big fan. But he's going to be an okay pro. He has an interception problem, but that never stopped Jay Cutler. So let's that that's fine. Then we go up down to Josh Allen out of Wyoming. Biggest arm in the draft. He can throw 90 yards. You know, Jamarcus Russell could throw 80 yards from his knees. How'd that work out for the Raiders? But Josh Allen actually is interesting to me. I'm just saying the old antiquated thought of, well, he can throw the ball deep because he... And how often is a quarterback actually going to have the time in the NFL to throw a ball 90 yards? The answer, is not often. So that's not really a skill set that you need. Then you get down to Lamar Jackson, the same quarterback they are asking him to play wide receiver is the fourth rated NFL prospect. I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson's game. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it transitions to the NFL. But, and this is a big but, he might be a good backup quarterback if you give him time to develop. I just think he's a guy that some team's going to reach on him, and they're going to his their fan base is going to expect him to play too soon, and then it's over. <laughs> like that'll be that. Then we get to number five, Baker Mayfield or Johnny Manziel without the crack problem. Baker could be really good. I think if I'm the Browns, I shock the world. I go Shaquan Barkley at one, the best player in this draft, by the way, and it's not even close. And next week we'll get into the running backs. Over the next couple weeks, that's let's let's plan on that. Over the next couple weeks, well, we're gonna go through let's say the top eight at every position in the draft. Moving on. Not sorry, not moving on yet. Mason Randolph at Oklahoma State, number six prospect. Boring, we can skip him anyways. But Baker Mayfield with Shaq, if the Browns take him at four after they took on Shaquan Barkley at one team with Josh Gordon, that's a goddamn interesting team. So let's stay tuned for that. Coming in at number seven, Luke Falk, or the guy the New England Patriots are going to draft. This guy is a guy that needs some time to develop. He needs some time to get his head right again. He got hit one too many times when he was at, at Wazoo, but Luke Falk could be a really good pro. And finishing off our top eight, Chase Litton out of Marshall. Interesting final person. Chase isn't a guy that's going to get a lot of draft recognition. He's a guy that's going to go in round 3 or 4. He's a guy that if he develops, he'll be great. I think he's going to be a fantastic backup quarterback and I think that that's kind of his ceiling. So But yeah, that's uh that's actually going to do it for this week. We're going to end it a couple minutes early. Uh but for all everybody out there Tune into college basketball this week, man This is going to be great It's one of the best weeks of the year And I can't sell it enough Watch the small conferences Who who gives a shit about the ACC? We know who's going to get in from the ACC no matter what But like Watch like Conference USA Watch the MAC Watch the WAC Watch like Any of these weird The Big Sky Watch these ones that get one bid And watch how much these kids will kill themselves for that one bid. And then we'll um, come back after Selection Sunday and we'll have a conversation. We'll uh, actually be on a hiatus. It's spring break. Not going anywhere spectacularly warm. But uh, I feel like Portland's going to be kind of nice at this time of year. Uh, And we'll come back and we'll cover the uh, first week of the tournament. And we'll get into some projections. And uh, hopefully Gonzaga's in the Sweet 16. Uh, The road to San Antonio starts now, guys. So uh, let's get ready and get fired up. Thanks for listening.